0: what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america TRN. stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know Can change the world Just pretend Express yourself Take a chance And you'll see
1: Who you be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk And the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions As an international outreach program Of Be The Star You Are charity You'll rock to an hour Of adolescent fusion With your teen hosts And on-air reporters Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
2: Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Youngju Ahn, and today our show is all about going abroad, whether it be for travel,
3: study, work, volunteering, or just wandering. I'm Asia Gonzalez, founder of She Is Worth It and Stinky Feet Girls. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Many teens living in the USA were actually born in other countries, like Youngju. Or like me, many teens have moved around from state to state. Whether we've been anywhere or not, most of us do dream of exploring new places. Kaisine Kelly, our Techie Talk reporter,
2: will inform us about how to stay connected with your loved ones while traveling abroad. Hi, Kaisine!
4: Hi, Youngju! So, when my mom came to America to study at her college, she lacked the resources and the funds to talk to her family often. She often laments about her experiences and about how hard it was to have to live with such distance from her family. Luckily for students going abroad today, whether to travel or for school, the story is a lot different. There's a plethora of apps and websites that can help you stay connected with your loved ones, making the transition to a study abroad college a lot easier. There is, of course, Skype, the software application that allows you to get face-to-face time with people anywhere in the world. Skype also has paid options for international calling so you can call your loved one on their home or cell phones when they are on the go. These options are often a lot cheaper and easier than setting up a phone line at your home base from where you're located. Another option would be to have a Google Hangout with your family. You can invite all members of your family or friends to hang out on a Google page where you can all see each other. If you have Apple TV or Chromecast, you can even share the shows you're watching with loved ones while you're watching them, thus creating a kind of like movie date-esque setting. One problem with traveling abroad is feeling disconnected with your friends or family. Often, It is the little moments that make us feel connected to them. Using apps like Snapchat, you can document these little moments while traveling abroad and share them with your friends and family so that this doesn't have to be a huge problem. If there is someone special in particular who you want to stay connected with, the app Couple is perfect for you. Couple allows you to send sketches, messages, pictures, stickers, and even thumbprints, all in a password-protected arena. Another option is the app Avocado, which is basically couple but made by a different company. The last app is for the more forgetful people and it is called Romantomatic. It allows you to send yourself reminders to tech your, your loved one or make more time for them. All this new technology can lead to more positive and welcoming study abroad arena so you can focus on more on the culture you're immersed in rather than feeling homesick the whole time.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree with how technology makes it a lot easier to stay in touch. And there's a lot more various ways of staying in touch. Like when I was in Korea last summer, instead of just sending emails and like occasional Facebook messages, I can make like vlogs, daily or weekly vlogs showing all the cool places I had been or just some downtime at my grandma's house. So what is one way that these apps help you other than just Staying in touch? Are they easy to use?
4: Yeah, so definitely. I agree with all your things, even about like the vlogging and stuff. I think it's so cool that today, instead of normally before, you would take pictures of your travels and then when you came home, you could share them with all your friends and family. But today, you can post them on Facebook while you're in that place and your friends and family can document your trip day by day, which makes it a lot easier to stay connected with them. And these apps are really, these apps are all really easy and really user friendly. And there's so many that. You can actually get overconnected, and you might have to draw yourself back and be like, "I need to immerse myself in the culture instead of spending the whole time texting all my old friends or trying to post all my pictures from my trip on Facebook." So it's almost a whole shift to another um, imbalance nowadays.
3: I'm really liking the idea of romantic. Um, it's really good. How did you find that? Do you use
4: it at all? Uh, well, uh, this is kind of funny, but my friend, my best friends, and I actually used the the app Couple while she was in (laughs) Europe this past summer to stay connected because she would send me pictures of her trip and stuff, and it was just really fun. So you don't have to use these, like, couple apps just for, like, if you have, like, a boyfriend or girlfriend. You can also use them with your best friends, which is something that I do. And um, so I was researching more apps, and I found romantomatic and I was like, oh, that's cool. And so then I decided to research more about it and find out a little bit more.
2: Yeah, it sounds really cool that these apps just capture little moments. And since your sister is also going far away for college, do you know how you're going to stay in touch with her?
4: Definitely. So my sister is going to be on the East Coast next year for college, which will be a big transition because my sister and I are really close. Like we share a room um, and we talk a lot and we're like best friends. So her going away to college will be definitely really difficult. But um, things like Skype will make the transition a lot easier. And luckily, since she's not traveling internationally, we don't have to worry about um, not being able to text, so we can always stay connected, which is really fun.
3: Well, I always, I've always i been doing a lot of traveling for my speaking engagements,
4: and um, did you ever travel somewhere by yourself where you felt like you were homesick and you used any of those apps? Yeah, so the last time I felt really homesick was um, a couple summers ago when I went to... Um, Stanford camp, which is like a math and girls science camp. So we spent the whole day like doing like math and like nerdy things and like science experiments, which was really fun. But it also made me really miss my family because I was spending all day doing these like projects and stuff and I really miss them. So um, having access to Internet and stuff really made it a lot easier. Yeah, it definitely does.
2: And so there's nothing like the old joy of finding a letter in your mailbox or package from some cool international place. Do you think technology is... Harming our, the way we interact with people?
4: I definitely do. Um, while it may seem weird because I love technology and I'm like <laughs> a huge techie, um, and advocate of everything tech, um, I definitely see how um, being over-involved in technology can be a bad thing. I still love receiving letters in the mail from my grandma. <laughs> it's something I look forward to on my birthdays and Christmas. And I think that um, letters and all these, like calling your friends for their birthday instead of just texting them, still is really important and to uh maintain like face-to-face time skype skyping with your best friend can't replace hanging out with them face to face but it's something that can make the transition while studying abroad easier i think
3: um well i think these apps are such a great idea but when you're um in other countries and international um do you have to call your internet provider and order international service
4: yeah so Um, A lot of times, especially if you're traveling to Europe, um, at least what I found was that there's a lot of internet cafes there. So Mm -hmm. even if you just bring your um, phone and you turn off your 3G, you can use the Wi-Fi in those internet cafes. Or you can spring for the more expensive data plans, which is something (laughs) my mom was kind of unwilling to do for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And since if you go out of the country to some other international place, there's different time zones. So how would you suggest getting over that when you can't really Skype when it's nighttime here and daytime there.
4: Yeah, so these whole time zone things, um, that's where I think couple apps come in and really handy, even if it's just with your friends, because you can send messages and they can um, see them later and respond to you and stuff like that, instead of just having to be both present at one time. (laughs)
2: Yeah, there's a lot of cool texting apps that use Wi-Fi and not your data plan or 3G or your texting, physical texting. And so it's really helpful for people like that since you don't have to use your international data. You can just text them through other yeah, apps.
4: especially abroad. There's so many places that are like internet cafes or if you're staying with people, they probably have Wi-Fi you can use and a lot of the hotels you go to have Wi-Fi. So it's really easy today now to stay connected just because... Everywhere you go, there's, like, Wi-Fi, even in the U.S., but more so in Europe, and even in China now, too.
2: Yeah, there were a lot of internet cafes and other – like, the subway has
3: a lot of Wi-Fi,
2: so sometimes I would just sit there for a while with air conditioning. Yeah.
3: Uh, Well, this might seem like a crazy question, but when you're out of the country, is there cloud
4: to use to store your data? Yes, there is. So um, there's all the stuff you can store your data with, and everything works the same over there, too. Wow.
3: Um, okay, so you were talking about the internet cafes, how you can use the Wi-Fi for it. Uh, how safe are those internet cafes?
4: <laughs> well, I definitely wouldn't do banking or anything <laughs> on that because um, when you're in a public setting or like in even if you're at home and your Wi-Fi isn't password protected, it's a lot – well, it's not a lot easier. It is very easy for hackers to hack in and okay. see all your information and what you're doing. So I would definitely just keep it to like texting and Skyping. You can do all of that on an internet cafe um, Wi-Fi, but definitely don't do any banking or anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and are there any other apps you recommend just for traveling purposes, like to-do lists or any useful other traveling to-do lists?
4: Uh huh. So one app that I found really useful last time my family went to London was the um, London Subway created this um, app, which has, because you know how the London subway is really complex? Yeah. So you, it can plug in where you are and then you can connect it to where you want to be, like a landmark or a place or a street. And it can show you the route to get that, how to get there, what subway lines you're going to take, where you're going to transfer, and then also how much to put on your subway card. So that was extremely wow. helpful. <laughs> we were traveling in London because we used the subway everywhere we went. And since the subway system is so complex, it was easy to understand with the app
3: have actually been traveling quite a lot over the past three years do you have any upcoming travel plans
4: yeah so this summer um my sister and I are going to go with our friends to um the British Virgin Islands and we're going to sail around there for a week wow um, just traveling from island to island it'll be like a nice way to spend our last summers with our sisters before they go off to college
3: that sounds like
2: fun well, thank you so much, Kaisin, for the insights and techie talks. I'm Youngju on, An, and you're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. Check out the BTSYA
3: YouTube channel at youtube.com slash are. I'm Asia Gonzalez. During the break, be sure to visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, description, links, and more. Also, be sure to check, check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stick around for our next segment when our producer Cynthia Bryan will talk about her adventures as an exchange student.
1: We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
2: We are at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Ju An, and today on Express
3: Yourself, our theme is Going Abroad. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. We want to give a shout out of gratitude to all of the supporters of Be the Star You Are charity, who helped us win the top rated nonprofit honor for the sixth year in a row. We are happy and proud. Thanks, everyone. Cynthia Bryan is the founder and executive director of Be The Star You Are Charity, as well as the producer of Express Yourself. She attributes so much of her success in life, not only to her times being an exchange student and teenage ambassador abroad, but also to her experiences traveling around the world. Cynthia speaks several languages and believes that the more we travel, the more we realize how similar we are. Hi, Cynthia. So glad you can come on the show to tell us
5: about your adventures. Well, hi, Asia. Hi, Youngju. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm always excited to talk about traveling. So, uh, how, so how old
2: were you when you first went to another country?
5: Well, I was uh, 15 when I was an exchange student to Mexico. I was, a, I was voted from my class. I was taking Spanish in high school as a sophomore in high school. And I had never traveled anywhere. I grew up on a farm in a remote region, And my family and I, all we ever did was camp. So the only places I had been would be like Oregon and Nevada, but always camping. So it was a really big deal for me to go to Mexico. I went to Guadalajara, not knowing anybody, just knowing a little bit of Spanish. And the real reason I went was because we grew up on a farm and we had a lot of Mexican workers on our farm. And although my mom spoke Italian, we really needed to speak Spanish. So I went to yeah. Mexico to learn Spanish, but it's, uh, it was interesting. I was listening into Kai kind of in segment one, talking about all the ways you can stay in touch. And when I was young, there was no such thing. And in those days, a telephone call was extremely expensive, like $40 a minute. So you yeah. never called. So, you know, there really was no way to stay in touch. And that was a, a little bit, scary when you're so young to you know be traveling um to another country
3: wow i'm 17 and i have never been out of the country and you were 15 when you did <laughs> were you afraid when you left your family and friends
5: you know i was so excited asia i was so excited that uh i was getting the opportunity to go But once I was there, I realized how different it was because, you know, you grow up in America. We have our own customs and culture, and especially because I wasn't a city girl, and then I go to this huge city, Guadalajara, and... I'm yep. blonde and blue-eyed and nobody you, there weren't many blondes in those days down there. <laughs> so it was a it was a culture shock and I I was really immersed in it. I had to learn, you know, the language quickly. I had I was going to school and I, you had to try to make friends, but it was a wonderful experience because by the time I came back, uh, I had traveled throughout Mexico in, a way, you know, as much as I could by bus, etc. And I definitely, I definitely got that travel bug in me. I came back speaking fluent Spanish, was able to do all the communications for my family on the ranch. And, you know, to this day, I really love the Spanish language. But then, you know, immediately, um, it wasn't, it was like two years later then, I was sent off to Europe for almost two years. And uh, oh again. God. So that was like pretty exciting.
3: And it's yeah. so crazy because you think that America is so diverse and then you go to another country and you realize how different it is.
5: You know, it really really is different. And Youngju, I know you grew up in Korea and oh. then you moved yes. To Colorado was yeah. that a culture shock for you? Um,
2: well, I was only four years old, so I don't really remember much of it. But um, going back every year, it's all—it always takes me a couple days to get used to the busy, hectic pace of everything there, and. Yeah. Yeah. Get used to the jet lag. I know a lot of friends who spent the summer in other Latin American countries doing something called the Amigos program. And they always say when they come back, it's just such a culture shock. And so, Cynthia, how do you get over that culture shock?
5: You know, I, I think today it's probably a lot easier. When I was first traveling, you had to go to the library and get books and kind of read up But I think the most important thing to get over culture shock and to adjust is to really be open-minded and not to get into being, I'm an American. In other words, you know, it's that saying, when in Rome, do like the Romans do. And immediately really try to... Uh, meld into the culture, eat the food, you know, drink the, the drink the drinks, listen to people, um, they'll direct, the clothes that they wear. I mean, yeah. I, it was very different for me. I w- was in France when uh, right two years after, I'm not France, I was in Holland uh, when I was a teenage ambassador to um, to Europe. And that was different too, because, you know, in a, we just, America is, we're different. And Every country is a little bit behind or a little bit ahead. And the best way that I realized is that no matter what it is, you have to you have to just go with the flow. And I'll give you one example. It's a little silly, and you may laugh at it. But, for example, when I was 18 and living in Holland, American girls shaved their legs. But in those days, European girls did not. So only prostitutes shave their legs. So here I was, the teenage ambassador and the outstanding teenager of California. And when they first saw me, because I went to the beach and I had shaved legs and I wore a bikini, they just assumed that I must be a prostitute too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I immediately had to grow, you know, get hairy legs and uh, wear a one piece. So, you know, I think that was one of the, there's this, there's, now I look back on it and it's very funny stories, but you really do have to look at the their customs and follow their customs and not come to another country with an idea of you're going to just be, you know, who you are. You want yeah. to assimilate because that's the way you learn and you'll, you just want to kind of dive right in. And what about you, um, Asia? You haven't been to other countries, but... You moved from state to state. That had to be hard.
3: That it's it's a little hard. Um, the first time we moved, I was actually eight when we moved to Arizona, and I had to go into a different uh, elementary school. And probably a little bit in the beginning of my second grade year, um, that wasn't as hard because I was still young and I wasn't really um, kind of concerned about you know what my identity was with my friends and just being able to have a certain personality with people I wasn't really worried about that um but then it got to my middle school year and then uh I had to move back to California and that was uh right when I got into sixth grade and I had to homeschool at that year because we didn't we couldn't find any actual public schools that we wanted to go to uh for me and really during my middle school year I found a lot of friends because I moved from homeschool in sixth grade to middle school, public school in my seventh grade year. And that was when I had established myself in a really nice group um, with people that I really loved. And then I moved back to Arizona and uh, that was my freshman year of high school that I started there. And that wasn't as tough because you're starting basically a whole new grade level because you're shifting from middle school to high school. And it wasn't, as big of a change as shifting from people you knew you were going to go to middle school with to people who you had no idea were. And uh, I switched schools in the middle of my freshman year and I started going to a school that I've been at for about three years. And so moving here into Colorado was crazy because I moved in the ending of my junior year, which wasn't all that bad because I made a lot of good friends pretty quickly. And um, I was a little worried because prom actually was going to be in two weeks, and I thought I missed it at my old school. And then coming here, I was going to miss it, but then I I actually went, and it was great. So moving around, you kind of get used to it, even though it may be a little hard sometimes. You get used to it because you get to meet new people. You get to make new friends. Um, you get to find new opportunities
5: for Colleges and jobs so it's well, I think the exciting thing is what you just said about the friends because I've I've traveled all over the world now And I actually did a a television show for several months throughout Europe and the Mediterranean called the world travel magazine And what's so fun about it is now. I know people all around the world but the best part is what Casey was saying uh, I know Youngju you love to write letters and you're so good yeah. at it but I i just I have this terrible handwriting so it's really nice to be able to email people now and uh, that you know technology has changed things and Youngju I know that we're going to be closing out here soon but you're going to be going to Smith And they have an education abroad program. Are you going to apply?
2: Yes, I'm definitely going to look into that and try to go multiple years because, like Asia was saying, I'm so excited to make new friends, and as you were saying, all around the world, and just know people and their different cultures, and I think it'll be a really great experience.
5: It will totally be an experience, and I I really recommend it for every young person out there some of the best years of my life were those early years, and it really made me the person I am today. And if you can, learn another language, mm-hmm. because being able to communicate with others is key. So it all is fun, isn't it?
3: Definitely. It sounds like fun. Youngju, I know you'll go someplace interesting and have <laughs> lots of fun. Cynthia, I can understand why traveling makes us more empathetic and a well-rounded person. You are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. And after hearing Cynthia's experiences,
2: I'm definitely looking forward to my experiences for study abroad. And I'm Youngju On. Check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. When we come back, we'll be talking to Henna.
4: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling,
3: Today's topic is about the joys of going abroad. I'm Asia Gonzalez.
2: And I'm Young Juwon. And now we'll go to our Health with Henna reporter, Henna Hundal.
6: Hi, Henna. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm thrilled to be talking with you today on my segment, Health with Henna for Express Yourself. I'm an 11th grader from Turlock, California, with a mission to empower the new generation to lead active, healthy lives. I believe that if teenagers can get off on the right foot, by making healthy lifestyle choices, then there's no telling what we'll be able to accomplish. Now, many people would agree that traveling is loads of fun, but did you know that it can actually have a positive effect on your health? If not, that's all right, because a research group recently made it their mission to make plain just how valuable traveling can be for your health. In mid-January of last year, the U.S. Travel Association launched the Travel Effect, which would ultimately prove to be a multi-year, multi-million dollar research and marketing campaign designed to shed light on the individual and communal health benefits of traveling. Roger Dow, president and CEO of the U.S. Travel Association, said at the time, quote, what we've known long anecdotally we will now prove through authoritative research. Travel has a positive effect on health, relationships, business performance, and the well-being of communities, end quote. The group quickly got to work elucidating the boons of traveling. And in December of last year, the U.S. Travel Association, in conjunction with the Global Commission on Aging and the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, conducted a poll that found that, particularly for retirees, traveling can preclude the onset of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Furthermore, according to the data, women who vacationed at minimum twice a year had a notably lower risk of developing a heart attack or coronary death compared with women who traveled less frequently. In addition, according to the data, men who didn't take a vacation at least one time a year had a 30% greater risk of death from heart disease. Not to mention, the poll found that traveling brightens an individual's mood, as 86% of the people surveyed felt content with their outlook on life, as opposed to the 75% of people who felt the same way without regular traveling. Clearly, the health benefits of traveling are innumerable and worthy of further dissemination. If more people become aware about the health-boosting effects of travel, we'll have just another reason to give ourselves some much-deserved vacations.
2: Well, thanks, Hannah. I love to think that traveling is health good for your health since I love to travel so much.
6: But why do you think the results of this study are so significant? Well, I definitely agree with you. I think it's really intriguing to note that traveling can have such a beneficial effect on health. I mean, we typically associate traveling or going abroad with mere fun or enjoyment, but the idea that it can actually boost our overall health and wellness is kind of eye-opening in a way, and I think it's something that a lot of people typically don't consider when planning a vacation.
3: I've actually liked to travel. We've been traveling for the past couple years, and do you like to travel? Have you ever been outside of the country? Oh
6: definitely I love to travel no doubt about it I think traveling is such a great way of really letting go of any mental tension of any pressure and really allowing yourself to open up in a whole different way I think you experience a whole different world a whole new side to life really when you take the opportunity to step out of your comfort zone and travel to a cool yeah. location Totally And why do you think that traveling can be so good for health? Well, I think that traveling really allows you to inhabit a whole new mental space. Going on a vacation or going abroad really breaks up your normal, mundane, everyday routine. And I think that variation is, quite frankly, one of the roots of the really beneficial effect that traveling can have on your health. You know, when you go on vacation, you're really giving yourself the opportunity to tone down the busyness in your life, the chaoticness, to break up the structure, and to kind of let everything go with the flow. And I think it's quite good to shake things up like that. It's good for our state of mind.
3: I agree. It's interesting that two trips a year lower the risk of women dying of heart disease, as heart disease is the number one killer of women. As women, we really need to start booking more travel. I bet that travel reduces stress and anxiety what do you know about women in traveling?
6: Well, I think women in traveling is wonderful because, I mean, as I you know mentioned in the studies, the research found that, yes, women definitely experience much greater health benefits if they give themselves a, a couple of vacations a year. Yeah, And, you know, definitely traveling abroad to different countries is wonderful for women and for anyone, really. But even, I think, just taking a vacation locally also, just giving yourself, again, that you know, allowance to kind of open up and to break away from routine. I think that's fantastic.
3: How long do the vacations need to be? Do they need to be a few days or a week?
6: Well, I think it kind of varies per individual, but ultimately I think what you really want to do is just find that right amount of time that really allows you to just, again, open up and release your mental tension and pressure. And to decompress for some individuals, for some women, that might mean a week or two or even three. But other individuals who perhaps are able to kind of let that tension all go a little sooner, maybe they only need a couple of days. But either way, I think if you just find that right amount of time that allows you to decompress, I think you're going to be really good. You're going to be off to a good start. True.
2: And so talking about you personally, what are some places that you hope to travel one day?
6: Oh, wow. There are just a multitude of places that I would love to travel. I mean, the list could go on and on. I'd really enjoy to kind of diversify the countries that I travel to so that, you know, I can get a flavor of different cultures and different continents. I think it would be thrilling to get to go on a couple of trips to, you know, some Southeast Asian countries like Cambodia and Thailand. I love to go to Trinidad and Brazil, maybe Morocco or Egypt, and I have yet to actually go to Europe. So that's definitely on the agenda, and I'll be wanting to visit some cool historical sites there. So definitely, I can't wait to one day be in a position of getting to visit all of these incredible nations and cultures.
3: Um, I really want to take uh, a little bit, but for a second, did your studies find that traveling alone is better, or do you decompress better when you're with friends or family?
6: You know, particularly for this, I didn't find a whole lot of studies directly correlating familial attachment and involvement with traveling. But I have reported before numerous studies that really do emphasize that being with family and friends is a health booster right there in and of itself. So I can only imagine that in addition to traveling, traveling with your family and friends would definitely be kind of a double whammy, a double health booster. So I think it would be great, I think, if you have friends and family willing to come with you to travel with them and to everybody get in on this reaping of the health benefits of traveling. Yeah.
3: Well, thanks, Hannah. This was so informative. It gives me the travel bug. It seems that once a person starts traveling and exploring, it really gets in your blood and makes you healthier. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and this is Express Yourself. Visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com.
2: And I'm Young Juwon. Make sure to watch our videos at youtube.com Be The Star You Are. Be The Star You Are is a charity that promotes literacy and positive media. So for more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Stay right here with us. Next segment, a former child actor and volunteer around
0: the world joins the conversation.
1: Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Tech Team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
2: The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: Gonzalez, and today's program centers around going abroad.
2: And I'm Young Juwan. Josh Woolford is a former child actor who has starred in hit C- TV series like Doogie Howser, MD, Life Goes On, and Seventh Heaven. He appeared in numerous television commercials like Coca-Cola and even filmed movies with Jamie Lee Curtis, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Chuck Norris. His acting career has given him the opportunity to travel across the U.S., as well as other countries like Hungary, France. Italy, Switzerland, Mexico, Austria, and Germany.
3: His philanthropic heart for outreach coupled with his desire to travel, Josh has found himself on missions trips to assist others in countries like Peru, Chile, Japan, China, and India. He's now married with a gorgeous one-year-old daughter and, his, and is a pastor at Church, Christ Church of the Valley in Southern California. Hello, Josh, and welcome to Express Yourself Teen Radio.
7: Hi there. So glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me.
3: So, what was the first country you ever traveled to? Were you nervous, excited, both?
7: Yeah, you know, uh, the first one was when I was 16 years old and I traveled to Germany. Uh, I was, you know, to be honest, I was really, really sad uh, because I just started dating this girl. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I uh, said, hey, um, so glad to be dating you now, but uh, I'm going to Germany for about four months. And so I was really excited, but a little heartbroken at the same time. But, uh, what a, what an amazing adventure that was. I had a, an outstanding time. Uh, we went there from Germany to stayed in Austria for a little while and then moved over to uh, Hungary and spent some time there as well. So it was a wow. fantastic trip. Learned so much.
2: And could you keep connected with her or did the relationship end after he went for, went to Germany?
7: <laughs> That's a good question. You know, um, We stayed together the whole time um, that we were in Europe and that I was in Europe and uh, we wrote, we uh, did internet phone calls. We didn't exactly have Skype back then, but uh, we did like internet phone calls, which was cheaper and uh, we stayed connected. And then when I got back, I think we broke up like three days later.
2: Oh my goodness. (laughs) I
7: know. I know. I I don't know what happened, but you know, it wasn't meant to be.
3: (laughs) Did you feel after your first travel experience that you were hooked and knew you wanted to travel again or were you too young?
7: No, I definitely knew I was uh I was hooked. And I had traveled um before that to different parts of the country, but my my first major experience traveling out of out of country was so I was 16, kind of on the verge of just becoming my own person, um thinking for myself really. I mean, you know, you start to do that when you're 12, 13, 14, but 16, you're almost there at an adult. And my mom really sort of took a step back and let me lead the trip. It was just my mom and I on this trip. And uh, I I learned finances. I I handled our budget. Um, I made sure we got from here to there on the train systems and in the airports. Uh, I bartered at the uh, local, you know, street fairs for fruits or for uh, crafts and goods and stuff. And so I just learned so much, and really that was my way of gaining real-world experience probably <laughs> for the first time. So I was I was definitely hooked just because my eyes were opened and, and I learned so much about me, I would say.
2: And what was something challenging you faced that you didn't really expect when you were there?
7: Well, you know, uh, traveling abroad, a couple things that come up are uh, jet lag, so that means basically you... Uh, your body clock, the, you're used to the certain times of the day being uh, sun up or sun down. And over, when you travel so fast, your body's not used to it. So in the middle of the night, your body tells you it's daytime. And so I was just exhausted for probably the first week or so. Uh, I mean, I was just like narcoleptic, almost just falling asleep just wherever. Oh, my gosh. And so that was really hard. And then also just some of the emotional things. Like, for instance, I had to leave a relationship and all the rest of my family. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I get homesick here or there. Uh, and there's all kinds of other things too, like uh, differences in food, um, you know, little things like they don't serve ice in their drinks <laughs> sometimes, and uh, yeah, just little things like that. And as a at that age, I found those things harder. But now I'm used to it. When you travel, it's no big no big deal for those kinds of things anymore.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it was a little hard when you were younger. But what country did you travel to that didn't really have to do anything with with acting, but was more of a leisure trip?
7: Uh, let's see. So my wife and I saved and saved and saved a couple years ago and went to um, that's when we actually went to Paris.
2: Wow. Uh, and, um,
7: and we spent some time there. We then uh, drove up, or we took the train up to Switzerland um, and spent a little time there in the Swiss Alps. Uh, fantastic. Just amazing time. And then we took the train back down to uh, to Italy and spent about two weeks in Italy. And uh, just an eye-opening experience again, uh, just beautiful, just very blessed, very, very awesome time.
2: So, are there any any languages you also picked up while traveling?
7: Uh, heavens, no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, I've just never been good at languages. I I took four years of Spanish in uh, high school, and I can't speak a lick of Spanish. <laughs> um, and then I took. Uh, a couple semesters of Greek in in, uh, in college and, man, I tried my heart out and I got a C and that was so hard. <laughs> so, no, I never did pick up on any languages other than the general greetings. Um, I found that if you go to another country, it, it really goes a long way to at least learn how to say uh, hello, goodbye, thank you, um, and just some basic phrases and it shows everyone there that you care enough to adapt at least a little bit to their culture. Uh, And people really appreciate that.
3: Well, I'm actually learning French right now in high school. And it's not really that difficult, but it's also not very easy because the pronunciations are just so weird. And we're learning about the different foods that they eat, which is also really strange. But were there certain foods that you really liked and some that you didn't really like at all?
7: Oh, man, that's my favorite part of traveling, I'd say, is trying new foods. (laughs) um, And you get some really awesome experiences by trying something new. But then, you know, you get some not-so-good ones, too. Uh, I was yeah. on a missions trip one time, and these ladies uh, cooked all day for us, and they slaved away. And in other cultures, if you refuse food, even if you don't want it, it's very rude. And so you have to eat whatever they give you. And these ladies prepared this uh, meal for us, and it turns out it was basically like um, the the stomach of a pig.
2: Uh, and Girl. it was
7: so <laughs> awful-looking. And I, it was just sitting in this bowl of of like soup and I I couldn't do it, but you, but you have to at the same time. So I did something pretty mean, (laughs) something that I probably shouldn't have done, but here's what I did. I, uh, my, as my friend was sitting next to me, he looked the other way. I took the grossest part of it and with no (laughs) one else looking, I put it in his bowl and then immediately got up and turned in my bowl to be washed. So he had to eat twice the the awful stuff. It was uh, oh my
2: goodness! It God. was pretty
7: mean, but pretty genius at the same time. <laughs> so, but I've had other other fun stuff, uh, amazing food. Um, one funny thing I tried in France was uh, escargot, which is essentially just snails, like the snails yeah. that you see crawling around the garden, and and because I just wanted to try it, you know, just for the adventure of it.
2: Yeah, and our um, other, like, reporter-slash-director of Express Yourself, Cynthia Bryan, was saying how it's kind of difficult to assimilate to a new country's culture when you're first there. Did you also have that kind of problem?
7: Just the assimilating to culture and it being a uh, tough? Is that what you're... Yeah. Discussing? Yeah, you know, I've always felt like uh, as long as you go into a another culture and you do so humbly... Um, just sort of being willing to be flexible to to bend to their cultures and their ways uh, then it's not so hard it's I, I haven't had a hard time assimilating um, I think people know if they if you respect them or not and if you're willing to um, to abide by their way of living and, and and willing to learn something new then the assimilation is uh, it, you know it can still be tricky because uh, there's a hundred, maybe a thousand things that you have to learn and you have to pick up on. But people are have always been really gracious with me because I love to just go into a, a new culture and say, hey, you know, I just want to learn. I just want to meet people and and sit and have dinner with you and um, go and see what you guys would say is the most beautiful thing to see and, and just listen to your language. You know, Asia, you said that you're learning French. You know, one of my favorite things to do was to just go – and sit at the, the little cafes that they have on the street and just hear them talk. Oh uh, man, what a beautiful language. Idea. So for me, you know, that's just part of my personality too, is I'm very, just sort of a flexible guy. And, uh, and so the assimilation for me, as long as you have that attitude <clears throat> of being humble, of being willing to learn uh, for me, it hasn't been hard.
3: Yeah. Well, I know you've done a lot of missionary work. Can you describe your favorite places and what did
5: you do?
7: Sure. Yeah. So, um, I've just always felt called to. Um, I, I feel like I've I've had a blessed life. So, uh, one of the basic biblical um, practices is that if you are blessed, then you are called to be a blessing. That's what God tells Abraham, and, he, and that's a basic principle in the Bible. And so, I've always felt like I, I want to go out and help. I think we all, to some degree, have that that calling on our life, that that tug at our heart to to go and do good, to bring forth truth and love and justice and compassion and and so God's always um, directed me to, to go down that kind of path. And so at the age of 19 or 20, I went to Peru, uh, and we helped out a local church out there who serves their community, serves the poor, serves the underprivileged with food and shelter and things like that. Um, and then I spent some time in Japan and China. China is one that really tugged at my heart a lot because we served in an orphanage out there. Um, basically, all these unwanted babies, these parents uh, just didn't uh, they just threw their kids aside and so yeah. we spent some time there training the uh, nannies who had tremendous hearts for these kids but they didn't quite have down some of the parenting techniques that they needed to implement uh and some of them even some of the medical um, well standards. thanks so much, josh yeah
3: you do have a lot of amazing travel stories with all this talk of travel young jew i think it's time we make sure our passports are renewed
4: <laughs> that's of,
3: right all things must come to an end And this is the end for our show today. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone, Bruce Solstein, Cornelius Hanna. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez.
2: And I'm Young Juwan. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Watch our fun videos at youtube.com/slash/be-the-star-you-are to meet many of our volunteers and outreach programs. Until next time, remember: be adventurous, be kind, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself.
0: between the lines if you would let you